But I'm looking forward to this, man. You walk behind me in a debate. Come here, man. Why should people want to make a change, though? Well, that's up to them to decide. Why should they? It's for them to decide. We'll make your case. I'm not going to. We can't rebuild our economy and meet this climate crisis, exacerbating the need for environmental justice. Sorry, as a bug. <laughs> Speaking of the environment. We need to work again with Canada and Mexico as neighbors, not as adversaries. As adversaries. Donald Trump does pose an excellent strength to this. The, it's not hypothetical. There's things that are worth dealing with China tough on that makes it far more durable, reliable, and powerful in partnerships built on cohesion, excuse me, coercion. Because if you could take care, if you were a quartermaster, you can sure in hell take care of running a, you know, a department store uh, thing, you know, where in the second floor of the ladies' department or whatever, you know what I mean? And what makes his wild claims and hopes, he now hopes we don't notice what he said or won't remember. And when he does follow through or doesn't do, would follow through the exact opposite. 1.2 billion. So you go ahead and you stack spaghetti sauce at a store and in, in, in a supermarket. You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. What happened? The way Trump, the way China will respond is when we gather the rest of the world that in fact invades in and free and in open trade and making sure that we're in a position that the world uh, that that we deal with WHO the right way that that in fact that's when things begin to change I, uh, you know I, I I looked at it anyway I that's what I think my plan I know what my plan does Senator I mean no no but I mean think of I mean it's not about I, I know you're supporting by saying it is November 16th, 2022. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find Rob all across the internet. All you got to do is check the All My Links. It has all of his socials. And without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Rob Smith. That would be me, Stu, and America and the world. Stu, who do you think is the smartest and wisest and most erudite, prophetic man on the face of the earth? Rob Stradamus. <laughs> That's me. Still, as you know, I've been in the low country of South Carolina. I didn't mean to go AWOL on the folks. Had some business to do down there. But I think in my last podcast a few days ago, I said there would be all kinds of election fraud and funny antics going on. I was right about that. I also said that this situation in Brazil was likely to get a lot worse. I think it has and how the two are interrelated. And um, I'll just leave it at that, Stu. Um, you know, I think by now, Stu, people expect me to be the wisest man in the world. So when I say something, they're not surprised that it's true. All right, Stu. Um, apparently, McCarthy um, is the nominee for the Republicans to be House Speaker, if indeed the Republicans um gain control of the house if it came kevin, down to supporting yeah. someone like kevin or in the mold of kevin you know is well, there if any that were to happen charlie that would solely be by kevin's hand because once five republicans stand up and say we're never voting for kevin then if kevin chooses to persist it would be him putting our majority who, who would those five who would those five people be 
Well, I, I think that they would be the people that reliably adhere to the promises that they make to their voters. I'm not here to like out or dox anybody. I'll let people make their own announcements in their own time. I'm making my announcement, which is that I'm not voting for Kevin McCarthy. I'm not voting for him tomorrow. I'm not voting for him on the floor. And I am certain that there is a critical mass of people who hold my precise view. And so the sooner we can sort of dispense with the notion that Kevin's going to be speaker, then we can get to the important work of actually looking at who are the people that Brian Fitzpatrick and Matt Gates can agree on. Nestu, you know how I feel about that. He's a rhino. He's done all kinds of things wrong. They didn't fund the right candidates. Um, uh, you know, he immediately bought into the old January 6th thing like a little pussy. Um, I think he's a little girl, Stu. I don't think he's going to push hard on things. I think it would, it's, it's not a good thing, Stu. Uh, we need people with giant testicles like Marjorie Taylor Greene. How come all the women have testicles, Stu? It's it's like in defiance of biology or something. All right, Stu, to me, the big story that, again, confirms all of our work the past two years, everything we've said, again, Rob Nostradamus Smith, we've been telling you all out there of how corrupt our government is, especially in Democratic hands, and how all this foreign aid goes to the country, then it's laundried back to friends of the Democratic Party where they make a lot of money and then they give money back to the Democrats. Here you have this Sam Bankman Freed, um, the CEO, the founder of FTX, was a, which is a crypto exchange. Um, it had a net worth of or value of 32 billion not long ago. It's at zero today. It's 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 a Ponzi scheme type thing. It's kind of like a bank um, where your deposits aren't secured, and um, or it's like a trust that they don't hold your money in trust in separate accounts. Now the whole house of cards has collapsed. Um, so you know how I've always felt about some of this crypto stuff. Um, um, but anyway, you ask me, these type of things are predictable in this world. But Bankman gives money to the Democratic Party. They back Joe Biden, who has all kinds of Ukraine connections, his business. I mean, his family is intricately connected to business dealings in Ukraine. We've talked about Hunter Biden, his business, and how he was involved in the uh, 25 to 35 bio labs uh, in Ukraine, all funded with Department of uh, Defense money. Uh, uh, so anyway, all this is done. And what do these entities in Ukraine do? They funnel the money back in cryptocurrency to Bankman, and then he gives it again. So this um, it's this scheme goes on uh, in many different forms, probably thousands of different forms. But this is the most illustrative example. You see exactly how it works. It's crooked as hell. And let's not forget it's illegal. I mean, FTX Bankman's business was headquartered. Uh, the principal offices were in the bah Bahamas. 
there's clear election law that says foreign entities can't do this. But you think, again, they arrest grandma uh, from Iowa City, who's, you know, sitting out there singing hymns on January 6th because she's an insurrectionist. But here you have somebody who is really undermining the whole foundation of our republic. Uh, nothing's going to happen. Um, we live in a sick world, Stu. And, um, you know, we need to take it back. The other thing about this is how stupid people are when it comes to these celebrity types who seem to be making a lot of money. People want to be associated with these guys, and they can't see the clear signs that something ain't right. Folks, I've been around a long time. I've been involved in lots of business deals. I've got antenna like my favorite Martian. I can spot things like this. First of all, the guy's a media celebrity. Most people in business do not want to be a media celebrity because they don't want the scrutiny. Um, he's only 30 years old. I mean, believe me, if you're only 30 years old, you don't have the life experiences that someone who's 40 like me has. Um, he goes to meetings and he plays video games. Well, that's disrespectful to the people you're um, having a meeting with. And it's, again, it's it's an illustr illustration of an immaturity out there. He's all into diversity, equity, and inclusion, and ESG. What's the environmental, social, what's the G stand for? Governance. It's governance. Yes. Making right. sure elections aren't being stolen, even though he's in the Bahamas. And he's finding, uh, if yeah. influencing elections stateside. So, you know, this is a guy who just has this kind of Ponzi scheme. Everybody puts in a bunch of money. You know, he's supposed to be the guy who wants to save the world. He wants diversity, equity, inclusion, and um, environmental justice and and uh, and social grading on websites and things like that. But yet he steals effectively 32 billion bucks and runs away from prosecutors. Nice yeah. guy. And someone like the wolf on Wall Street or Bernie Madoff, you know, they get the book slammed at him because he's this this uh, Berkman Fried guy is a friend of the Dems. You know, they're definitely slow rolling that process if they're even going to do it at all. Right. Anyway, Stu, and it's ironic that Ukraine is now talking peace overtures. They've never done that. Um Matter of fact, a few weeks ago, they said they weren't going to do that. They wanted uh, total surrender. Uh, but yet when some of these money laundering schemes are exposed, I don't know, Stu, there may or may not be a connection to that. Uh, I will say with uh, Kirsten falling uh, last week and the Russians being pushed on the, on the other side of the the river, um, you know, Crimea is within artillery range of the Ukrainians. Um, so the question now becomes, let's say that there is no peace talk. Lots of things are happening there, Stu. Um, there, uh, the Russians dropped a, um, a couple of, of, of missiles into Poland today. I'm sure they're going to say that that was a mistake. It was just over the border, but it did kill two, two people. 
And we, according to the NATO treaties, we're supposed to be at war with Russia right now. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a dangerous situation going on in the world. Um, as far as um, everyone talks about what's the winter going to be like, excuse me, world. Um, well, we know that, you know, Napoleon and the the German Wehrmacht were stopped in Russia because of the weather. Um, one might think that the Russians have the advantage, but, you know, Ukrainians deal with, with cold weather all the time. They're getting cold weather uniforms and and Russia's a long way from their supply lines. Um, I think the money is that Ukraine can still press the war in cold weather and the Russians are are not going to be very well equipped uh, manpowers or supply to do much. Um, so anyway, that's going to be interesting. So, Stu, that's what I got today. Awesome. I just wanted to point out that uh, Fetter Woman. My name is John Fetter Woman. He showed up today at the Capitol and he had a suit on and, you know, he posed in front of his new office. And so i um, happy to see that his, you know, wife, a.k.a. his handler, uh, was there uh, with him. Um, and then also, you know, there's some interesting developments we have going on with the NBC reporter who was a senior national correspondent who is now suspended. This is one Miguel Algamagir, and he was the gentleman that did the Nancy Pelosi story. And he's the, the source for the fact that, you know, when the police came, Paul walks back into the house towards DePape and... That is the, you know, some of the weirdness behind, you know, what's going on. So even though, you know, it seems like Al Magir was just reporting the facts of the case, it's being seen that he was inflaming right-wing conspiracy theories. So he's been suspended for that. And, you know, NBC News has quietly removed his story because, and I quote, this piece has been removed from publication because it did not meet NBC News reporting standards. And so, in other words, it didn't lie to protect the Democrats. Yeah, you didn't. You're not doing a cover up, even though there's still many questions. You know, who was in the car with Paul when he got the DUI? Why are there weird irregularities here? And so, how come the glass was broken from the, the inside? The glass that was broken, you couldn't stick your arm through there to unlock unlock anything not even kareem abdul jabbar could do that uh, he was in his bedroom for a half an hour beforehand the idea that he was there to tie up nancy pelosi well certainly he would have known that she's not in town um there's no film um that we've seen that you know people have film of, of, of how he got into the house um, that screams they're holding back film because he uh, got picked up at a gay bar by Paul, Paul Pelosi or he got set up to come over there because he's a known sexual deviant. And then you got this thing, Stu, about the twist ties and the rope. 
you know what sexual perverts do, Stu, uh, with rope and and twist ties and things like that? They engage in sadomasochistic sex where they brutally hurt one another. Hmm. Maybe that's what the hammer was for, was just kind of to tap on him a little bit. It's sick stuff, Stu, but whenever there's no transparency, people have a right to think like I think right now on an, on an alternative story that seems to fit the facts. Yeah, and I just wanted to quote Alma Gear real quick. So... Mr. Pelosi did not immediately declare an emergency or try to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer towards the assailant. So that's what he's guilty of saying, reporting what the police told him and just letting the weirdness of that fact be known to the public. I don't know if you remember that famous Andrew Breitbart tweet where he tweeted out, it baffles me that John Podesta isn't known as a world-class sexual predator where it's like an open secret. You know, I'm sure even amongst the senior people at NBC that they, it's an open secret that Paul Pelosi is like Hunter, the senior citizen Hunter Biden in some capacity. Um, yeah. Um, I think that capacity is where Hunter likes girls. Maybe Paul has a different attraction. Yeah, but just both degenerates who can't keep it together. Yeah, who was in the car? Who was in the car? Why can't yeah. we know who was in the car? I don't even think we got the mugshot, you know? Yeah. Folks, I drive around town all day. You can film me. Sometimes I have somebody in the car. Sometimes I don't. Why would I want to hide it? And then just one last story. And, you know, Peter Ducey is reporting this and Tulsi Gabbard is commenting on it. So Joe Biden's in Bali right now at the G20. And he was supposed to go to this big dinner last night and ends up not attending it. And so Peter Ducey, you know, is letting that be known to the world. Breaking news would be that President Biden is missing the G20 leaders dinner. He is supposed to be at a supper right now, eight 10 in the evening here in Bali, Indonesia with everybody that flew in. Uh, if you're the U.S. president, you spent basically two days flying to get here for a dinner like this. You got MBS there. You got Trudeau there. She is also there if anything was left on the table. Uh, yesterday, we did hear President Biden tell us that he had a cold. Uh and he has tested negative for COVID, despite the Cambodian leader from our last stop being positive now. But we do not know uh, exactly what is going on with the president. They called an early lid. So we will keep you posted on what exactly is going on. And then, you know, while he's been there, you know, Joe has been having all kinds of uh, gaffes. He called, you know, he's mispronouncing countries, using the wrong country name. He can't read his notes. And so Tulsi is just commenting on, you know, clearly his health is to be in question. And Ducey, you know, is questioning his stamina to be able to even attend, you know, all the events that he's supposed to. And, you know, this is the leader of the free world. You know, someone who clearly, you know, isn't ready or able to do the job. Now, Joe Biden's big trip to Asia has not exactly gone according to plan. On Saturday, Joe Biden was in Cambodia, but he appeared 
to think he was really in Colombia. I want to thank the Prime Minister of, for Colombia's leadership and the ASEAN, ASEAN chair and for hosting all of us. And now today in Indonesia, Joe Biden struggled to read his own notes. Um, uh, I can't have trouble reading this. Reuters, uh, Natanya Bose. Now, uh, this this actually makes me really sad to see. But I think more importantly, it's really sad because he's the president of the United States. He's making hugely consequential decisions that are impacting every one of us here at home and the world. Stu, are we still the epicenter of the free world? or? Um... I think in a lot of ways we are, but, you Which know. country did not have any lockdowns? Um, Romania? Poland? Just yeah. saying, Stu. Okay. Don't forget. Don't forget people out there. <laughs> They shut your business down. They told you you couldn't leave your house. You couldn't bury your grand grandmother. You couldn't go see her in the nursing home. Um, they made you take an experimental drugs. They kept your kids out of school. And much of the medication has harmed you. And, um, and people who have expired were harmed because of the medication. So I'm not so sure we're the freest country in the world anymore, Stu. I think that's open to debate. Yeah, definitely something interesting to ponder. But that's all I had for you today. All right, Stu, you are a bad mother. Beep. Okay, you do. I'll catch you later. Bye. So you don't make somebody else sick. I want to sick. What's with this guy? Well, the only thing we can do about it is be prepared. We have a whole group of lawyers who are going out to every polling, every uh, uh, voter registration physician in the states, the secretaries of state, making sure that they, in fact, have a game plan as to how they're going to allow the voting to take place. But you know, in the 2020 census, which is now two censuses ago, soon to be. estimated that 200 million people have died, probably by the time I finish this talk. 